You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 135, Saying No to Extra Shifts. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. How do you say no to extra shifts? Do you guys get those texts or phone calls where management or staffing are asking you to pick up shifts and you're not quite sure what to say? So I got asked this on Instagram recently in my DM. Someone asked me, how do I say no to picking up extra shifts? And this was kind of an interesting question to me because what I wanted to say is you just say no, right? Like when people ask, how do I say this to someone else? They're perfectly capable of knowing how to say it. Like if someone says, how do I tell my boyfriend I don't want to date him anymore? The way you tell him that is by saying the words, I don't want to date you anymore. And it's the same when they ask us to pick up extra shifts. The way to say you don't want to take an extra shift is to say, no, thank you. I don't want to work today. I'm not going to work today. But the thing is, behind that question, the real question is how do I manage their emotions? How do I control what they feel about what I say? So when we're asking, how do I tell my boyfriend I don't want to date him anymore? What people are really asking is, how do I break up with my boyfriend and not hurt his feelings or have him get mad at me? How do I control how he feels? And it's the same when we're asking how to say other things, right? How do I say no to taking this assignment? How do I say no to my friend who wants me to babysit? How do I say no to taking the extra shift? We know how to say no. We know what words we can say. But what we're really wanting to know is how do I choose the right words so I can control how they feel? Now, you guys, I am not in the business of controlling people. I have not figured out how to control people. So I don't have the answer on how to control other people. But it's actually a big waste of our time and energy trying to control other people because people are unpredictable, right? They're going to choose to interpret things how they want to. Depending on the day, even the same person could take the same exact words totally differently, depending on what's going on with them. So we don't know all the factors involved. We don't know how this particular individual is going to interpret it. We don't know their history and everything they've been through in their life that's coming into play. There's so much we can't possibly guess to control how they're going to interpret it and how they're going to take our words that I think it's a huge waste of time to put all of our focus and energy there. So instead, what I tell myself is my job is to manage how I feel. My job isn't to manage how they feel. My job is to manage how I feel. And that includes managing how I feel about how they feel sometimes, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about first how to manage our own emotions when we're wanting to 
say no to someone, and we're specifically going to be looking at it in the context of turning down extra shifts, and then how to manage how you feel about how they feel. So first, let's talk about managing your emotions. When you get asked to pick up an extra shift, whether it's getting that text or a phone call or your manager comes up to you during one shift and asks you to work the next one, what emotions come up for you? I find that we tend to experience a couple of different emotions, but I kind of put them into two categories. You guys have probably heard me talk about the shame blame trap, and these emotions go hand in hand with that. So blame is when we think the other person is doing something wrong. So when we're asked to pick up extra shifts, maybe you start doing some blaming and the emotion that comes up for you is frustration. So you might think they shouldn't be asking me to pick up an extra shift. They should have managed things better. This is their fault. We're short staffed, whatever those thoughts you have that go in that category of blame are probably creating some form of frustration for you. So that's the first we often experience. The second could be we experience guilt. So that goes on the shame side. So shame or guilt when we think we're doing something wrong by saying no. So I want to talk about both of these. So first with frustration, feels terrible to feel frustrated at our manager or the staffing office or our facility, right? When really they're just trying to do their job. They're trying to find people to care for these patients. And I find the way to break through that frustration is to let my thoughts go down that route. Because when we're feeling frustrated with someone else, usually we're feeling a disconnect, right? We're feeling like they're so different than us. They're doing things wrong. And so instead, if we can create connection with them, then I find that frustration tends to melt away. So how could you build connection with your manager or the staffing office or your hospital, whoever it is you're feeling this frustration towards, how could you build connection with them? So what I like to do is notice how they are just like me. This is something I did with one of my Bold Nurse Society members on a coaching call. They were talking about feeling frustrated with administration at their facility. And we took a look at how are the administrators just like you? So like I said, they're trying to do their job just like you are. You've got a job you're trying to do. You're trying to care for patients. They want to care for patients too. They're feeling a lot of pressure just like you. Maybe the pressures you're experiencing are different. Maybe they're coming from different places, but you know what it's like to feel a lot of pressure, to have someone in an administrative position following up with you and checking on you and, and asking you questions and feeling like you're not doing good enough. Maybe that's how they're feeling too. You know what it's like to feel like you're falling short and to feel like no matter what you do, it's never enough. So I like to notice how we're actually very similar. And I find that when I do that, I can build that connection. And so instead of being frustrated with them being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're asking me again. I'm like, of course they're asking me again. They're receiving a lot of pressure. They're wanting to care for these patients. They're wanting to do their job and feel like they're meeting the needs of our hospital. 
And I totally get that because I want to feel like I'm doing a good job. I want to feel like I'm meeting the needs of our patients. I want our patients to be taken care of. We're on the same team. And when I feel that unity and that connection, then I don't get frustrated with them for asking. And so I am in check of my emotions. So instead of getting rude or kind of making a snarky comment, or even if you don't say anything, but feeling that frustration inside, I don't have to do that anymore. I can still say no, but it's coming from a loving place. I can genuinely say, no, I'm not going to pick up that shift. And I hope you can find someone. Thanks for doing your job. Like once I'm feeling that connection with them, then I actually appreciate them instead of feeling frustrated. I'm like, thank you so much for doing your job, for looking for help for our patients, for caring about our facility and about our staff. Thank you. And I may or may not choose to say all of that, but that's genuinely where I'm coming from. It's about managing my emotions. So now instead of feeling frustrated, I'm feeling connection and unity and appreciation. And then the words come easy. Then I know what to say, even if it's to turn down the shift. I can appreciate them and still say no. I can feel connection with them and still say no. But it doesn't have to be out of frustration and resentment. So the other emotion I talked about is many nurses feel guilty when they're asked to pick up a shift and they want to say no, they go through this debate in their mind. They feel conflicted, right? Do you guys ever feel this way where you're like, I technically could. I don't have anything major today. So I really should say yes, they need my help. And we feel guilty. Now, guilt comes from our thoughts, just like the blame came from our thoughts too. The frustration came from our thoughts. Guilt comes from our thoughts. So it's really useful to get awareness over what those thoughts are. So if you're feeling that guilt, it's because you're thinking that you're doing something wrong by saying no. So what I want you to do is next time you have that happen where you're feeling guilty for not picking up a shift, I want you to get out a piece of paper and write down your true, honest reasons for not picking up that shift. What is it? Like, maybe your reason, and I've had this happen before where I didn't pick up a shift because I wanted to stay home and play Connect Four with my daughter. I had promised her that we could play some board games. So we were going to stay home and hang out and play board games. And I wasn't going to sleep during the day so that I could go to my shift. So what are your reasons? It can be little things like that. Whatever it is, maybe you're like, okay, I want to go grocery shopping. I just want to sleep today. I want to catch up on my favorite show. I have been looking forward to reading this book. I have plans with a friend. Whatever your reasons are, write down all the reasons you don't want to pick up that shift today. Now, remember, it's because you think that you're doing something wrong. So part of you thinks those reasons aren't good enough. You might think, I'm being selfish because what I'm doing isn't as important as what I'd be doing at work, the needs of my patients, the needs of my coworkers. So instead of just shutting that thought down, I know sometimes in self-care, self-help world, we tend to be in a rush to get rid of thoughts like that. We're like, no, don't think that you're being selfish. Just get rid of that thought. But I want you to sit with it for a second. I want you to look at your list and ask yourself, 
what do I really believe? Like my lower brain is offering to me that this thing that I want to do, this reason for not picking up a shift isn't good enough, that it's not important, that what I'd be doing at work is more important. And I want you to just sit with it and be like, do I really believe that? So with my daughter, with me playing connect four with her on the surface, like my lower brain is like, yeah, playing connect four, not super important. Playing board games with your daughter, you can do that another time. She would understand. It's okay to not do that. So yeah, what you're doing isn't very important and it would be more important to go pick up a shift, make some money help your family in that way, help your patients, relieve stress from your coworkers, all of that seems so much more important. But if I really sit with that, I'm like, well, what do I really think? Do I think that this isn't important enough for me to stay home? Then what I find is I believe it is important. I'm like, yeah, I made a commitment that I could, like there is flexibility there. If I wanted to, I could talk to her about it and reschedule our board games. But for me, I was like, I feel like this is important. This is where I want to be spending my time right now for her and for me. For her, I want to have this time with her and show her how to follow through on commitments and keep promises and just have that time hanging out with her mom. And for me, I want that time with her, hanging out with my daughter and relaxing a little bit and recharging and enjoying life and not feeling like I'm in a rush all the time. So for my relationship and for my mental and emotional health and probably physical health too, it feels like a really good reason to actually say no to the extra shift. And if you go through all your reasons, like I want, I'm going to go grocery shopping, I'm going to do all these things. It's like, you know what? These things are important to me right now. And I'm not saying like if you want to pick up the extra shift, totally do it and fit those other things in however you want to. Have your partner go grocery shopping or order groceries if you want to pick up the shift. But if you don't want to pick up the shift, then we don't have to feel guilty about it. We can look at those reasons we have for not doing it and decide that they are important. They are equally as important, if not more important, than us working extra that day. Okay, so just take your time with it. Just be curious about it. Like, why does my brain think this isn't important enough? How do I really feel about that? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is important enough. And as we give ourselves that space to explore our values and what matters to us and our priorities and the deeper reasons for wanting to do those things, then a lot of times that guilt will melt away. We'll be like, you know what? I actually feel really good about this decision. And then we respond to that text or phone call differently. When we feel guilty, we're super apologetic. We're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, maybe I can just for a few hours or maybe I can next week. I'm just so exhausted. And we try to like give all these reasons that we're not doing it. Like, oh, I made these commitments and I like, we, we really want, to control how they feel about it, right? We're like, I'm not selfish for not picking up the shift. I have these really good reasons and I need to explain them to you and I need you to agree with me so that I don't have to feel guilty anymore. But when we're not controlling their emotions anymore and we're just like, I'm just gonna control how I feel and I don't wanna feel guilty about saying no for this shift. So I actually will drop the guilt 
because now I realize I like my reasons. And then we can say no from confidence. Then we say, no, I'm not going to work today. Good luck. I hope you're able to find someone. It's that easy, right? But the energy fueling us is genuine. And it feels so much different than when we're feeling frustration or when we're feeling guilt and shame. Okay, so that's how we control our emotions. We have to realize what are we feeling and what are the thoughts causing it? And then bring that all into question so we can get back to unity and peace and confidence and respect for ourselves. And then we show up how we want to. And if we do that, a lot of times the way we interact with people is a way that people tend to admire or tend to respect. But that isn't always the case. And that's okay because remember, this isn't about controlling their emotions. But often they'll be cool with it, right? They'll move on or they'll get over it pretty quickly and it'll be a pretty clean interaction. But sometimes people do still get frustrated, right? Like you could come from that loving place and say, no, I'm not going to pick up the shift. I wish you guys the best. And your manager could be so furious. They could think, They're not contributing enough. Everyone else is willing to pick up extra and they never are. They could have all this judgment of you. And so now remember, part of managing our own emotions is managing how you feel about how they feel. So when we think they shouldn't feel irritated, they shouldn't judge me, they shouldn't think I'm doing it wrong. It's not as useful as it seems. Sometimes it feels like saying it shouldn't be a certain way gives us a sense of control. A very false sense of control, I'll have you know. Like when my kids are misbehaving and I think they shouldn't do that, they shouldn't take toys from each other, it feels like I kind of have this sense of control because I'm like dictating what should and shouldn't be happening. Like I'm laying the rules. But It actually makes me feel more powerless because what I'm saying shouldn't happen is happening, right? So like saying that people shouldn't be frustrated, it doesn't change whether or not they're frustrated or mad. All it does is make you feel powerless because you can't control them and what's happening is what you don't want to happen. It's like arguing that the grass shouldn't be green or the sky shouldn't be blue. You can say it shouldn't be all day long, but it still is. And so now you're just frustrated that that's the way it is. Now, I want you to know that saying that it should be that way, like if we try on the opposite, we say they should be frustrated that I'm not picking up the shift. I know people resist saying that because then it sounds like we think they're right. Like we're saying they are correct that I am being selfish and bad by picking up the shift. And I want you to know that's not what we're saying at all. When you say they should be frustrated, it's just saying that's how that particular person should respond to this given situation on this given day. See how that means nothing about you? That's how they should respond. That's how their brain is interpreting it. That's the meaning they're giving it. 
That tells us something about them and their expectations. It tells us nothing about you. If you're selfish or if you're doing things wrong, we're just saying they should feel this way because they are choosing thoughts that create that frustration, that judgment. Okay, so it's not saying that they're correct, that their judgments of you are true, and it's not saying we want them to feel that way. When we say they should feel frustrated, it's different than saying I want them to feel frustrated, right? Just like saying the grass is green, it should be green, doesn't mean I want it to be green. We're just saying it should be because it is, right? Just like The grass at my house should be brown. Actually, now it's green. (laughs) All summer long, it was brown because it was so hot and we're terrible at remembering to water. So our grass was very brown and it should be brown in those situations because it's not getting the water it needs. It's not getting that hydration to turn it green. So it should be brown. I don't want it to be brown, but it should be. And we can allow other people those same emotions like we can allow we can have that acceptance over their emotion they should be mad because of how they're nurturing their thoughts just like how I'm nurturing my grass or not nurturing it and I'm not going to argue with it because then I just have to feel bad when we say they shouldn't be feeling a certain way we are putting a judgment on them And we're arguing, we're resisting reality, so it creates tension for us that feels awful. So instead, let's manage how we feel about how they feel. I don't want to feel bad about it. These are my days off. I'm saying no to picking up a shift, right, if that's what I choose to say. And I don't want to spend it feeling guilty. I don't want to spend it blaming others. I don't want to spend it resisting other people's emotions. How do you want to feel on your days off? That's what we want to keep in mind. How do we want to feel about this interaction? I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel kind and loving. And so the thoughts I need to have are, I love me. What I'm doing is important. I approve of me. And I approve of them being frustrated. I get that they're stressed out. I get that they're upset. That's okay. They can feel that way. That sounds uncomfortable for them, but I'm going to go enjoy my day. Me punishing myself isn't like payment for them, right? It's not going to make them feel any better. It's just going to make us be two people having bad days. So we can allow others their emotions and we can maintain how we feel about it. Now, if they're responding to you in ways that you feel are inappropriate, that you need to set some boundaries, that you need to report their behavior because it's unprofessional or goes against how they should be treating you, then by all means, you can follow up with those boundaries or talking to the next person in line who would help you resolve that issue. I'm not saying that when we are feeling kind and respectful, that that means we just let people treat us however they want to. Instead, we can feel 
respect for ourselves and for them and decide that because we respect ourselves, we're going to set a boundary or go talk to somebody and and follow up with appropriate behavior. Okay? But you can do all of that from a loving place. I promise you guys, it's possible. It takes keeping the accountability for your emotions, remembering that your thoughts are creating them, and then choosing those thoughts intentionally, but it is possible. So we don't have to be frustrated and angry. We can still respect ourselves and set the boundaries that we need to. All right, you guys. So that's what I want you to pay attention to the next time you get one of those calls or those texts. And if you want to pick up the shift, awesome. I want to be clear here. I'm not telling you guys don't pick up extra shifts. That's not the message of this podcast episode. The message is if you choose that you don't want to pick up a shift, how can you maintain power and control over your emotions so that you can enjoy your time off. So you're not punishing yourself and ruining the day anyway, right? Like when we have those plans, like let's say when I wanted to play connect four with my daughter, I could have gone in and picked up the shift and that would have distracted from my time with my daughter, right? It would have taken me away from her. I wouldn't have been able to create good memories with her. But since I said no to picking up the shift, I was saying, I don't want to pick up the shift because this time is important to me, because I want this to be special time, because I care about this time. But if I'm being frustrated and angry and resentful and guilty that whole time, even though physically I'm home, I'm creating that negative, uncomfortable experience for myself anyway. So that time with my daughter isn't what I was hoping for. You see how we do that to ourselves? It's like we could do it either way. We could pick up the shift or we could stay home and we could still take away from those plans from that time with our children or our families or our friends or just ourselves, right? So let's take the ownership over our emotions and create whatever experience you want, whether you say yes or no to the shift. All right, you guys, I hope that's helpful to you. I know so many of us are in that situation where you are getting frequent requests to pick up shifts, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And it definitely doesn't need to erode your relationship with your manager or the staffing office or your employers. You keep the ownership and create the experience you want. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.